Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Armstrong Williams podcast. Shelby Emmett is joining us. She's a constitutional law expert, especially on issues like DACA and monuments coming down. But what we want to talk to Shelby about today is DACA. Uh, you know, it seems like every special interest, on what they call themselves minority group, has taken the narrative from particularly American blacks in this country. They've owned it, they've benefited from it, and, and, and many American blacks have benefited from the lease. Let's take, talk about DACA, for example. Amer American blacks come here legal, they obey the rule of law, um, they respect the rule of law, and yet everything about DACA has to do with undocumented illegal workers coming to this country that we supposed to have all this empathy for, this sympathy for, and forget about the Constitution, forget about the rule of law, and just open up the floodgates. Oh, uh, exactly. I think we need to remember originally what the whole point of an immigration system was. Um, it wasn't because Americans were supposed to give rights to everyone else in the world but ourselves first. No one in another country has a right to anything in this country. That's what makes us citizens. That's what makes us special. Um, you wouldn't expect to be able to go to another country and have every right that you want over there. You'd be expected to adapt to those laws over there. When I lived abroad, I had to listen to the rules of England. I didn't go over there with my interpretation of what I thought that the First Amendment was because they don't have one over there. I think way too many Americans are confusing empathy with rights. And I think way too many people are confusing entitlements with privileges and rights. And that's what it is here. You, This all started because, unfortunately, a lot of this isn't about rights to be a citizen. This is about the perks and the entitlements you get as a result of that citizenship. Uh, we talked about this last time. You look at Supreme Court cases, and a lot of this results from when the Supreme Court said, okay, if someone is here a child and they're here in the United States, legal or not, they have a right to a public education. Well, that sounds great and beautiful, but at the end of the day, you and me are paying for that at the expense of the American kids who have been here that aren't getting the quality education that we already know. It's not like America's number one in public school education in the industrialized world. Then maybe we could have that conversation. We're not. We're not even in the top 10. And you think of all the students that are being impacted by that, the majority of them are minority students, many of whom are black students, many of whom have been in this country 10 times longer than any other ethnic group in this country. So to me, on a basic level, when the 14th Amendment was passed, it was meant for a specific group. It was meant specifically for the descendants of slaves. And until we at least ensure that we've ensured the promises of the people we've already made promises to, we have no right extending credit to other people. That's like you taking out two credit cards and you haven't made a payment on anything yet. We owe students in this country born here whose parents were born here, whose grandparents were born here, whose great-great-grandparents were forced here. We owe them an education first before we extend that to parents who purposely chose to circumvent the laws of the United States and now say, oh, you're the bad guy and evil if you don't grant my child these privileges. You know, what, what, what is really is um, disheartening is the fact that they make this argument against school choice this argument against vouchers, but yet they want all these special privileges to those that have been impacted by the president's latest um, um, ruling. I mean, when he says that you have six months to get DACA, to get it right, Congress do your job, or else uh, it's a new day in America. I, I completely agree. Let, let's go back to that again. First of all, let's remember where the blame on this lies on. 
people chose to circumvent the law. There are millions of people in this country who followed the right rules. I have friends that have followed the right paperwork. You have friends that have filed the right paperwork. And they're waiting in line. They're waiting and they're being denied or they're being told they have to go back home because some paperwork didn't work out. We've all had this happen to us. At the DMV, go back. You didn't get the right paperwork. Yet, if I chose to purposely say, oh, I'm not going to go get my registration. I'm not going to do what I want to do. And then someone else gets into a car accident with me. Is someone else responsible for that? That's exactly what this is here. We all keep forgetting that people made choices. And I think one of the rules we learn as adults, what, what, what sucks, right, about being an adult is you finally realize, like my grandfather said, 90% of what you do in life is a result of the choices you've made. Good or bad, right or wrong. And you become an adult when you realize it's not society's problem to deal with the choices you've made. And that's what we've done here. We're all sitting here saying, okay, you've all chosen to do this. Now we all have to deal with it. Congress did this already. I don't even understand, honestly, why we're having a discussion about Congress has to do its job. Last time I checked, we have immigration law. We have these laws in the books. Everybody knows what these laws are or we wouldn't be having this conversation. We're literally having a conversation about this because they did this 20 years ago. And the rule was, okay, let these um, this population of people in. Uh, make sure they pay their taxes, make sure they do this. Then I promise later everybody will secure the border and will stop the systems that entice people to come over here illegally. Congress never did it. That they never did. And so now here we are 20 years later with five, six, seven, eight million more people than we did, had 20 years ago. And we're going to be in the exact same position again in 20 years. Shelby Emmett, thank you for our podcast, for this podcast live.